Hey everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. This video series will cover the new action selectives available in the Flame 2018.3 update. There is quite a lot of ground to cover with the new functionality, so in part 1 we'll discuss the action selective and its purpose and why you should start using it in comparison to other techniques. And finally, you'll go through a simple example to get you started with the action selectives. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the displayed link in your favourite web browser. The action selective, in simple artist terms, is an image isolation tool. So the purpose of an action selective is that you're able to block out a portion or region of your image and apply pixel-based VFX or look development to that area. This could be applied to many VFX or motion graphic workflows in Flame as well as grading workflows if you use Flame for look development. So what does Flame use to perform isolations with the action selectives? Well, you have three components to choose from. The action selectives could be based on a mask, a mat generated from a key, or a pre-existing mat. But what is even more beneficial is that you can combine multiple components to create the exact isolation you want. So imagine taking an existing image with its mat, keying it further for the isolation, and then limiting the result even more with a softened mask. Once your action selective is created, you can then apply pixel-based shaders to alter the image within the selective. So that is an explanation of the action selective and how it works in Flame. Now some of the more experienced artists might be thinking that you can already create isolations with masks, keys and mats in Flame using a combination of the batch flow graph, batch nodes, a bit of action and the action schematic. You would be absolutely correct, but here is something to think about. Looking at a batch flow graph, you can easily run into multiple nodes to create multiple isolations. In order to keep track of all these isolations, you would make heavy use of contextual views to see how it all comes together. So there is a lot of bouncing around the flow graph. Now if that doesn't sound too bad, then throw in the common situation of rearranging the effects. This involves some serious disconnecting, moving nodes around and reconnecting things back together again. Then your client doesn't like it and asks you to put it back the way it was. In any application, this would amount to loads of messing around and time wasted. I mean it works, but it's complicated. So action selectives were thought out from your point of view as the artist. It has to be easy to use. So the concept of the action selective revolves around the idea of applying all your selectives in a single module. This eliminates the need to keep changing contextual views, and it's so much faster to test, try things out, and rearrange the tools without too much fuss. But in addition to that, the workflow needs to be image-centric and easy for any skill level. 
So the workflow allows you to create and manipulate selectives without using any type of schematic. The schematic is still there, but it should only be required for more complex workflows. Now let's start off with the simple example in Batch to create an action selective from scratch. Please bear in mind that what you're about to do can also be achieved through an action timeline effects. In the Batch node bin, drag out an action node. Ensure the node is selected and press Ctrl N for a new media input. Connect the media into the front input. Double click the action node for its controls and press F4 to see the result view. Now the first point to always bear in mind with action is that functions are selection based. So to apply an action selective to any surface, you need to select it. Just click anywhere on the image. To add the selective to the image, call up the contextual menu. In the menu, you will see two options. Add Selective Color Correct and Add Selective. Add Selective Color Correct automatically creates the selective and adds a color correction shader. Whereas Add Selective will take you to the browser and you can choose any shader you want to use with the selective. Choose Add Selective Color Correct as you'll use this as a practical example. In the background, the selective with a color correction shader is added to the image and a new heads up display or HUD appears to the top left of the viewport. Whenever this image is selective, all the selectors of the image will be displayed with the HUD. The HUD is also fully interactive. So when you double click on the first selective, the menus update with the selective and shader controls. In the selective menu, you will find the selective manager, which also allows you to switch selectives for the selected image. And just for the record, you can apply up to 48 selectives on a single image. The blue highlight currently tells you that there is only one selective on the image. We'll discuss the additional functionality with the selective manager in a later video. Now adjusting any values using the color correction shader will affect the entire image. But let's say you only want the color correction to affect the seat of the plastic horse. If you had a pre-existing matte or alpha, you could use it to drive the selective. However, in this case, you'll use a keying tool. Switch to the keyers menu. When keying a selective, you currently have two keyers to choose from the Diamond Keyer and the Tracer Keyer from the GMOSC Tracer toolset. You'll use the Diamond Keyer for this example, so set it to active. Now it's tricky to key the image in the result view because you could have an effect or even multiple selectives with multiple effects. So with Selective 1 still active, hover over the viewport and press F8 for the object view. The first press shows you the result of Selective 1. So you can focus on individual action selectives if you have more than one associated with a layer. When you press F8 again, you'll be taken to the Selective Keyer result. You can see this at the bottom right of the image. Click Pick Colour and choose the colour of the seat.
Looking at the diamond here, a sample has been made and the inner diamond is the tolerance and the outer diamond is the Kia softness. To see the mat of the key, press the F8 button again. Now you can carry on clicking the sample button and adding more to the key. Or you can tweak the controls to refine the area for the selective. What's really handy are the Kia rendering controls, which can help really refine the key further. Once you're happy with the key, press F4 to see the result view of action. So the chair has changed colour, but so has other areas as a result of the selective. Let's combine the key with the mask to focus the action selective specifically on the chair. Without going to any other schematics, go to the HUD in the result view and call up the contextual menu over Selective 1. The contextual menu will update with whatever can be done to the selective. Go to Add GMOSK Link and choose Free. Now go ahead and draw the mask around the chair of the ride. The mask does not have to be overly precise because you are using it to limit the area of the key. Once you close the mask, the selective kicks in again and there is the combined result of the key and mask and the colour correction is graded through the action selective. If you wish to soften the edges of the mask, select the mask and place the cursor over the spline where you want to add the control for gradient softness. Call up the contextual menu and choose Add Gradient Point. You can now grab the gradient point and add softness to the mask. Now if you wish to tweak the selective or any of its shaders, just click on the specific selective in the Heads Up display and the tools will appear in the interface. If you wish to temporarily disable or hide the active selective, just toggle the H keyboard shortcut. Finally, if you scrub the timebar, you can see that this is a panning shot and you need the mask to track with the selective. You'll track the axis of the mask, so select the axis object in the centre of the mask shape. Switching to the tracking menu, you can do a point track, planar track or even a motion warp track on pretty much most objects in Flame. Since this video is an introduction to selectives, we'll keep things straightforward. Using the point tracking mode, enter the tracker. If you need to position the tracker boxes, switch the tools to Offset Reference. This will prevent unwanted offsets with the axis after tracking. Now move the tracker boxes to an appropriate tracking pattern. Analyse the track. Click Return to exit the tracker. Scrub the timebar to see the result. If you don't see the HUD, remember just to select the image and the HUD will appear again for the selected image. So this has been a brief introduction into creating the action selectives from the beginning. Believe me when I say you have only just scratched the surface. You can apply up to 48 action selectives on a single image. Each selective can hold multiple shaders, giving you complete control over the final look of your image. 
If you're an advanced flame artist, you could switch to the action schematic and tweak the node tree for even more complex looks. But as you have seen, this is entirely optional. In the upcoming videos, we'll start looking into more advanced use cases as well as the variety of options for becoming a powerhouse action selective user. Please be sure to check out the other workflows, features and enhancements to the Flame 2018.3 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning Channel for future videos.